Hi, welcome to the As You Are podcast. Well, it's officially February, which as you know, is the month of love. So Anna and I are going to start a four-week series on all things love and relationships. So we're going to talk about community, friendship, dating, and marriage. Today it's community, so settle in. All right, Emily. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I totally tripped over my words there for a second. No, you made my day. Well, I'm just excited for this series in general. Yes, I am too. You know, February, I think, can sometimes be a little bit of a bluesy month. I'm like, it's still winter. What are we yeah. doing? I'm ready for the spring. But Valentine's Day is in February, which is always exciting. True. I don't know. For some reason, February has always been my least favorite month. Same. I hate February. For some reason, though, I feel like this year I'm buying into the Valentine's Day stuff. I'm like, I'm going to freaking put up little hearts around our house. I want to. Why not? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny that you say that because I have been doing the same thing, just trying to, like, force myself into the spirit of love. I made Jones, like, a heart (laughs) construction paper garland. I love it. But, yeah, we're excited to talk about relationships this month. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about community this week. Next week, we're going to talk about friendship. The next week, we're going to talk about dating. And the fourth week, we are going to talk about marriage. And we're actually going to get our hubbies here on the podcast. So you'll get to hear from them. But today, we're going to talk about community. So let's dive in. Yeah, we're so excited to talk about community today. I feel like one of the questions, Emily is leading the senior girls now at UGA and I used to lead the senior girls and a question I think we both have gotten a lot from leading Bible studies is how do we make friends in college and then also in post-grad yeah um do you feel like you've gotten that question a lot yeah and I've also wondered it myself so I know that it's a valid question (laughs) when I got to college I was like literally what is happening? What do I do? How do I find a friend? You should have seen me. Like, you know, when everybody moves into the dorms and you're just like literally an open book, you're just like (laughs) anyone who walks out to me can be my friend for the next four years. I will tell you everything. (laughs) Yeah. I also remember feeling like there's a lot of people around me and I feel like I could be friends with a lot of them, but like who actually will be my friend? I know. And as a grown person, making friends is so hard. You start to overthink and get in your head. You're like, how soon can I text them? Or is a coffee date weird? Or should we go for a walk? Or can we study together? Or are we friends already or not? Do they have other people they would rather hang out with? Am I bothering them? I could go on and on. Right. But today we really want to talk about how important it is to lean in and start to build your Christian community now, because even though it can be awkward and even though you can start to wonder to yourself, am I ever going to have friends or a community? You will. And community is part of God's design for growth and maturity and comfort and grace in our life. And so we just want to do everything that we can to share with you today what we know about community, what we've learned about community, and where you might be able to find it. Yeah. And especially, I think, for post-grad girls that are listening to this, like, we know and totally understand. It's like, it's a whole different beast once you're out of college because you're working nine to five or even more than that. And you're like, how do I go to the grocery store, make food, 
work out, have friends, call my family. Like, how do I have a night to myself, you know? Yeah, plus work my job. Yeah, and the reality is it is really hard. But we have found that one thing that is really important, even before, like, a deep friendship, is trying to find community. Because community is where those lasting friendships can come from. But first, you have to put yourself in a place where you're experiencing community. Yes. So what is the difference between community and friendship? We feel like community is a little bit more of a zoomed out support system and friendship is more of your one-on-one relationships. So that's the lens we're going to be looking at Mm -hmm. community through as we talk about this. I am really passionate about this subject because it has meant a lot in my life. My freshman year of college, I did not handle the transition very well. I don't know, just going from the small town that I grew up in to Athens, everything felt too big and I experienced really bad depression and anxiety, especially for that first semester. And there were moments that I genuinely believed that I would never have any people that supported me, loved me, wanted to walk alongside me, understand me, and love Jesus with me. And so zooming ahead to where I am now in my life, I feel so supported and loved by my community. And it has played a huge role in my faith and my growth in my faith and in my life. Now it plays a huge role in my kid's life. And so it's just so crucial. And I am believing in community for you today. So if you're feeling lonely, I believe that God really desires this for you and wants to give it to you. So I just encourage you to Lean into the things that we talk about today and also just keep taking this back to the Lord because He is faithful and He loves you. So to kick off our community discussion today, I would love to read a passage from the book of Acts, which if you haven't read the book of Acts, it is fascinating and it's all about the very first church. Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected and a bunch of people witnessed it Mm -hmm. and they started proclaiming what had happened and teaching Jesus's teachings. And so this is our very first picture of Christian community. And they talk about what it looks like in this verse, Acts chapter four, verse 32. And this is just really cool to me. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were landowners or house owners sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Y'all, that is so good, and it's so far from how we see life these days. I mean, we're always competing with each other. We're always trying to climb the ladder. We're always looking out for number one. But their commitment to Jesus and to their faith made them so deeply kind to their community, and it's a safe place. There's a level of commitment that they have to each other, which is really, like I think, rare and hard to find sometimes now in our culture like we are very individualistic and so oftentimes it's like look out for number one you know put yourself first god is always flipping that narrative on its head and saying no live together and 
peace and love each other and put other people first. And so that is like such a cool example of them just really being committed to each other and saying like, yeah, we're going to do this thing together. We're going to be a part of a community together. Yeah. And when Anna and I were talking about it, we saw sort of five benefits of living in community. Mm -hmm. And these are some of the things that the Lord already knows. And this is why he's encouraging us to be in community. But first, it's a way to see Christ in others. I have to start with a shameless plug to get into a community group or a Bible study. You guys know that As You Are has Bible studies at several different college campuses. So if you're interested, you can look that up. But there are so many ways to be involved in your community. And once you make that commitment to sharing parts of your life with this group of people, you will start to see God at work in their hearts and in their lives through their fears, through their thoughts, through the way they see the world, through their giftings, through God's answered prayers in their life. And they get to see that in you as well. It's a huge part of the design for why God made us relationship-oriented. We were wired to crave that connection, both with Him and with our community as we walk with Him. So just saying. Yeah. And the second one is um, it, community helps provide accountability and guidance. So if you think about it, like if you're doing life on your own, who are you going to talk to when something is hard? Or you, I am a very verbal processor. I like to talk to other people about what's going on to try and like hear their point of view and just, I don't know, get other thoughts and opinions. And that community is a great place to do that is to be able to say like, hey, this is something I'm struggling with or I'm trying to decide what job to take after college or what city to live in or what to do this summer for a summer internship. And when when we're living in community, sometimes they almost have a clearer picture than you do. Sometimes I feel like when I'm making a decision, it can feel really cloudy, but in talking to somebody else who knows me well, they can help me like take a step back and be like, hey, Anna, like these are things that I do feel like could be good about X, Y, or Z decision for you. Yeah, I found that to be true in my life too. It's really easy for me and for all of us to let our thoughts take control and we start to rationalize these things that we want to do, decisions we want to make, places we want to go that we know just might not be right for us. And if we keep them to ourselves, they grow into an idea that can sometimes spiral out of control. But If you want some accountability, I dare you to just take those thoughts to your community group. Or if it's, you know, something really serious, maybe take it to a one-on-one person that you really trust and say it out loud and just watch their reaction. (laughs) You will, it will lose its power over you immediately. But for real, it is a super great way to practice being wise, just inviting trusted people into your decision-making process and into those thoughts that might have ventured over into red flag territory. And the third thing is a place to pray and worship. And this goes back to getting involved with a church. And so maybe you have been church shopping for a while and haven't found the place that you really like. I can relate with that. My husband and I are sort of in a transition Mm -hmm. right now between churches. And as we've been going to different ones, we found ourselves either feeling like it's not the perfect thing or 
it's easier to listen to a sermon on a Sunday morning at home than it is to go to church. So here is your sign, if you felt like you needed it, to go actually get plugged in in person with people. Because it's it's so great to listen to sermons. I mean, if you can use your time when you go for a walk or something like that to listen to a sermon, it can be really, really helpful. But nothing replaces community, actual people in the room that expect you to be there, text you when you aren't there and are walking through life with you to a certain degree. Like if you think about if you're in a Bible study or you're in a small group with people, most likely not every single person in that Bible study or small group is your best friend, you know, but they still care about you and want you to be there and are going to like, like check in on you and make sure everything's okay, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I think those relationships can sometimes feel the most special because they were so unexpected. Yeah, definitely. Um, The fourth thing that we saw as a benefit of community is it's a place to serve and love each other. I feel like, especially for Everett and I in this particular stage of life that we're in, we have a lot of friends that are starting to have kids and meal trains are like definitely a thing. Emily, you probably have been invited to a mini. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's such a funny example, but that's kind of what popped into my mind. Bringing a meal to people y'all can even do that in college like you don't necessarily have to bring a meal to somebody but if you know somebody's having a hard day like bring them a coffee or ask to go on a walk that is part of the benefit of community yeah you're you're doing day-to-day things together so you know what the other person needs and you can tell when somebody like needs some extra support and some extra love yeah and if you've ever been on the receiving end of a loving text like that or somebody bringing you coffee or flowers or writing you a note, you know just how seen you feel. So I love that it's part of God's design for us that we could bless and love and notice other people. He is so deeply caring and that means a lot to me. I remember when Jones came home from the hospital And it had been kind of a hard and emotional several days. And we got home and my book club had drawn these really cute signs and messages all over the driveway. And they had balloons. And I walked into my house and they had gotten a key, um, put flowers in my house and a bunch of cards and a bunch of diapers. I mean... I have never felt more blown away and supported in my entire life. These people have become who I do life with. And also our group text is hilarious. (laughs) But this brings us to number five. The fifth benefit that we see in community is just that God designed it to grow and mature us in our faith. Yeah. We were never meant to do life alone. Like that's just not how we were designed. So next, we want to kind of walk y'all through, as we were preparing for this podcast and just reading up on community, we found a lot of different verses in the Bible that talk about community because God never intended us to do life alone. Like, we were always supposed to do it with other people and with Him. Um, And it's really cool to just read some of these verses, and we're going to read them to you now. Just see, like, what God actually intended it to look like. So Emily... Will you read Galatians 6, 2? Yes. So that one says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 
That's a pretty direct command to not be too self-involved. So this, I'm calling myself out in this. It's so easy to just think about our own burdens. Our life gets heavy and anxiety is a real thing, whether you deal with it constantly or randomly based on your schedule. But this is your reminder that God is calling you in your Christian community to bear each other's burdens. That means we may have to seek out what they are. Pray for your friends. Ask the Lord to reveal to you who you need to talk to and help bear their burdens. I love that. Okay, so the next one is Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. This one's kind of wordy, but it's really good. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to break it down. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So let us consider how to stir up in one another love and good works. That means encouraging the people that are in our community to continue to love and do good things for other people. Like how often are we spending our time and effort with our friends, encouraging each other to love and do good works? Because I think what is common in our culture is to see people gossiping Mm -hmm. and doing more for yourself. Yeah, And so I think it's cool here that he's saying, no, 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 in Christian community, what it looks like is to encourage people around you to love. That means no, no gossip. Yes, it's so true. We were talking about this at our As You Are retreat. Like those girls that started the As You Are Bible studies, they are so good about this. They are just committed mm-hmm. to uplifting conversation. You will yes. not hear them talking about other people. And so I think that that's just a really good habit to get started in your life of encouraging your friends to love one another and to speak with love. And there's always something interesting that you can think of to say that doesn't have to do with talking about somebody else. And then also good works. Like imagine the things that you and your friends could do together that are just acts of kindness. You're never going to regret showing up for somebody. Like that's just... You're never going to regret that. I feel like sometimes we're like, oh, what if they think it's weird? Or, but no, people are always going to be appreciative and you're never going to regret being there for someone. Um, the next one is very short, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It just says, just as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so that kind of ties back into when we were talking about accountability and guidance and just like learning from each other. A community is a place to learn from each other. I find... Especially like when it comes to learning about God, that happens the most for me in community. Like, yes, I can go read my Bible, but I don't understand it all. And so like being able to talk to other people about it and learn from other people is so important. Yep. The next one is Romans twelve fifteen. We pulled out one of the many things in this passage here that is really, really good about community. But I really encourage you, as soon as you finish this podcast... Go and read all of Romans 12. If you're really interested in this, you could read this every day this week and each day pull out something that you feel like stands out to you and apply it to your life. Because there are a lot of really good things about community. There are a lot of really good things about what you can do personally. And it's just a must read. But this verse says, um, let's see, it is 12... 15, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I think this is talking about empathy. 
So, mm-hmm. like, if you don't naturally feel for other people, I think it's one of the callings on our life to work on developing empathy. So if you don't know what empathy is, I'm going to read the definition for you because I think it's important. It's the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So that's really different than sympathy, which here's the definition of sympathy, feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. So you can feel bad for somebody else and still not be accessing empathy. And I think that we are called as Christians to work on empathy in our lives. The way I like to think about it is developing the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. The examples from this verse are rejoice with people who are rejoicing and weeping with those who are weeping. So the ability to celebrate really well with other people and the ability to mourn or be sad with other people. Think about the connection that you feel when somebody is willing to try to understand you and put themselves in your shoes. It's incredible. And that's the type of love that God offers to us, this unconditional love. And I think he's challenging us to give it to other people as well. Like when we receive that kind of love from him, we can let that type of love flow out from us. I think it can really shift our perspective and the way that we love people. So it's really important. Yeah, I love that. And it's cool. I think that it highlights rejoicing and weeping, like no matter what stage of life or what you're walking through, like community is there for you. And we get to support each other in both the good and the really hard. The next one is 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10. And it says... Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. I love that one because I think especially, maybe it's because we're women, but like I like that that highlights hospitality. Part of what we get to do in community is be hospitable to people, like have people over for dinner, for lunch, um, and love each other, you know, like love. I mean, he says above all else, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. I think about like, it's hard to be mad at somebody when you remember that you love them, Yeah, you know, like even this morning I'm got mad at Everett for something and Yes, I'm mad at him, but also, like, I love him. So it's okay. Yeah. Like, love covers a multitude of sins. And and the more we get to know people, the more we're going to love them. Absolutely. The thing that this makes me think about is, for me personally, I'm actually an introvert, but I love being the host. I love inviting people over yes. and hosting them and serving them. I love to cook. So I have really leaned into that over the past couple of years and I joined a new gym two years ago. I don't know. I just hit it off with some of the girls. And so I decided that I was going to start cooking for them on Wednesday nights. And it has turned into this really amazing thing. We're all so different and we've just become just the epitome of community because Wait, that's really sweet. I love that. So fun. We look forward to it so much every week. And they'll sometimes cook too. It started by me cooking, but they're all really great cooks. And so we'll just like go over to their house, we'll watch a movie, or we'll text throughout the week. I mean, 
last summer they got really close with Jones and they would come over and swim in the kiddie pool with us. <laughs> and like, it's just, oh my gosh. it's been really great. So don't count anything out as an opportunity for a community because even the gym is a great place to meet people that you can become friends. That's awesome. So yeah, I will read the last one. It's Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. And as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. That perfectly goes with what you were just saying about Everett. We've all felt that way where it's like somebody that you really love, whether it's your mom or sister or boyfriend or husband, they disappoint us. So it's a really cool challenge and a humbling reminder that we're called to be humble and forgive. And so because he forgave us first, Mm -hmm. not for any other reason, not because the person deserves it, but because like... He forgave us when we didn't deserve it. And so that is the new standard. Yeah, very true. That'll be like lifelong working on that one. And I think we tell you all this because community is really important. But I also think like one of the main things to remember is it's so easy to feel isolated in our world today. Like it's so easy to feel alone. And I think like the enemy really wants to isolate us in a lot of ways. And it's easier, in my opinion, to continue going through life feeling like I'm just alone and kind of feeling like sad for yourself. Um, Seeking out community is hard. It's scary, but it's worth it. And like everything we've said so far in the podcast is a result of community. Like it's fruit that comes from being in community with people. And so we encourage y'all, don't believe the lie that you're alone or that nobody else has walked through whatever specific thing you're walking through right now. I know for me in college when I was struggling with anxiety, I met a friend who also was struggling with anxiety and she had gone to counseling and like helped me get plugged in with a counselor. But talking to her about it was the first time I ever like really talked to anybody about feeling anxious. And she normalized it for me and just made me feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like, oh, you've struggled with this as well. Like, great. <laughs> I Now I have somebody I can talk to about it rather than feeling alone. So we just want to put that out there and like encourage y'all that you're not alone. And yes, finding community can be tricky and hard, but it's so worth it. It just takes some yeah. work sometimes and that's okay it is so worth it and here's the one piece of advice that's coming more personally from me it's really easy especially like if you're first starting college or if you're fresh out of college to get discouraged and desperate for community yeah and then you just end up kind of feeling stuck and alone yeah so I just want to encourage you first and foremost Like we said before, friends and community are part of God's design for our life and part of his gift to us. So it will happen. But first and foremost, we're supposed to be with him and leaning into our relationship with him. And so if you're feeling lonely right now and you haven't found your community yet, seek God first. I just want to encourage you to let him be your security. Let him be the place that you belong and pray about it. Tell him specifically 
what you're feeling and what you want and, and what you feel like you need in friends and then let him guide you forward after that, you will get a lot more from spending time with God than from spending time binging that Netflix show yes. or <laughs> whatever it is that you're trying to do to fill the space. Like he actually wants to show up for you in your loneliness, believe it or mm -hmm. not. Loneliness is not all bad and it's not forever. So yeah. just remember that he has a really good plan for you and that involves finding community. So the last thing, when you do go to church, when you do show up to that Bible study or that community group or you start your book club or whatever it is, yeah, keep showing up because consistency is a really important part of this. And we are going to share all of those verses about community on a graphic that you can find on our website, ayaministries.com. But we just love you and we want you to lean on God first and find the community second that he has in store for you because he does want that gift for you. Yes, definitely. So Anna, will you pray to close us out? Yes, I would love to pray for us. Um, God, thank you so much for community. Thank you for what a gift it is. God, I thank you for all of the things that you have designed community to be. Um, and Lord, I thank you that even before we seek community, we get to seek you and be in community with you. Um, God, I just pray for whoever's listening to this right now, would they know that they're not alone, that you see them and you love them and you're here with them. God, I just pray that we would all have the courage to seek out community and to be consistent. Uh, Lord, would you just go before us today and help us see you more clearly? We just say we love you and we trust you, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for our first week of relationships. We have three more weeks. We are so excited about these different topics. If you have any specific questions or things that you would like for us to talk about, please go DM us on Instagram and we will read through every single one and we will incorporate them into the podcast. So we'll see you next Sunday. Bye.